Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, it's Cricket from the Coat Hangers, and you're listening to Drop the Mic. back to our San Diego podcast. We are your hosts for the time being. First up, we have DJ Anaris, a.k.a. Tiny. Next up, James Warney, followed by Diego Luna, and then I, the Swan. How's everybody doing? Doing good. Fantastic, dude. This is episode 178, The Lion's Roar, where we will be discussing the modern classic Kung Fu Hustle. But first, uh, let's hit him with some pop culture news, if you guys are ready. Yeah, all right. And now for a special news report, brought to you by Drop the Mic. All right, James, uh, kick us off. All right, uh, so it looks like uh, there's some, uh, it's being heavily rumored that Haley Steinfeld is uh, signed on for the role of Kate Bishop in Disney Plus's uh, series Hawkeye. Mm. Um, and she's going to star alongside uh, Jeremy Renner if, uh, if this is actually... Um, what is going on? Uh, no official confirmation on the signing yet. 
but uh, it looks like they're going to start shooting in October. So if uh, if it is, um, if she did sign on, she's obviously going to be uh, on set within the next couple of months here. So, I mean, that's we'll just have to wait and see if, if that is confirmed. Uh, no news yet. It's more just uh, being heavily, uh, like I said, heavily rumored. Um, let's see here. Oh, we got uh, some more leaked images of uh, from a toy box for the Godzilla vs. Kong movie. Um, and in the back, we have to actually get to see some more kaijus that uh, are going to be um, running around in the movie. We have the skull, the skull crawler from Kong, uh, Kong Skull Island. And then we have a, a new monster that I'm not familiar with. I'm not sure if it's in the canon or not in, in that Godzilla universe, but uh, he's called Warbat. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm not sure if that's a, an actual monster or it's just created for the movie, but it looks pretty interesting. Uh, the package, the packaging was also hinting that um, the movie's going to dive deeper into the history of the Hollow Earth, and uh, basically that's where the Titans come from, like Godzilla and, and all these other um, giant kaiju's. So um, it looks like we may get to see some more. Um, of the center of the earth or what do you know wherever they come from so that's pretty cool what are you guys' thoughts on that uh, pretty wild pretty pretty cool yeah. going for something uh, of that fashion something more related to earth than space I guess mm-hmm. yeah. I, and I think that's that was a big that was some complaints from uh, viewers where they thought it wasn't um there wasn't a deep enough connection with the story and it was more about just the battles and action mm-hmm. So that could be a good, uh, good, uh, a good, uh, take in that direction, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Maybe it's some more, more history from these monsters and where they come from and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. Um, uh, my, I think I have one more piece of news after this one, but it looks like Netflix is, uh, has so much, they're, they're putting so much. Uh, faith in their Witcher series, not only basically gr- green lighting a third season before the second season is even out, um, they've also uh, got a prequel series in the works that is going to take place uh, 1,200 years before the first season that just aired a couple of months ago. Um, and uh, it's going to be an origin of the first Witcher ever, um, ever found or created. I'm not sure how they're how they're made but um and it's gonna be called Blood Origin so oh sweet um and it's gonna be a six part miniseries so it's just gonna be that and uh I don't know it's pretty cool that they're 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 basically putting all their uh all their they're like all their fish in the barrel yeah basically um with uh, Henry Cavill and and this show so uh and from what I hear I mean the, the, the first season was pretty good uh critically I think um, I, I enjoyed the first season. I thought it was really fun, and um, yeah. What do you guys think of that? You, you think and, that and, I'm, and I'm guessing you probably never played one of the games either, so you're probably like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've never played the game, so that, that's that's why it was uh, it was fun to to kind of see this this new universe to me. Um, so I was completely new to it. Everything that they talked about. Um, I wouldn't know if something was is. I wouldn't know if they were changing the story of the game or or not. So, um, to me, it's all fresh and new. So I, that's why that's why I like it. Um, it reminds me. I think I told Wes. Uh, it's it's like Game of Thrones, but without um, without the incest and and <laughs> and, and more magic and like, creatures. So. Um, 
so that's a plus for me. Um, and then um, my last bit of news is uh, Christopher Nolan's uh, new film Tenet is actually finally hitting theaters internationally August 26th, and uh, it's going to release uh, about a week later um, on Labor Day weekend here in the United States. So, um, wow! Internationally, they're going to see it before us, so we okay. might get some spoilers. Uh, we might not. And uh, the release in the U.S. is going to be in select cities. Wow. So um, that is another uh, thanks, COVID. You bummer, know? bummer, bummer. Yeah. Select so cities. You won't get it, <laughs> probably. Yeah, San Diego's probably not going to get it because we never get anything when it's when they. When, I know when they say a movie select. You know, select cities, we're probably 70% not going to get that. Well, I know they, they gave us um, The Shape of Water, which I was very surprised at. So you never know. You never know. And then that lay, think about that lay, it's like pretty bad right now. So they might just give it to San Diego. Hopefully. Good. I mean, I'm hoping that we get it. And then, uh, I don't know, I think that also depends on where they're at with the... Uh, when they get closer to that date where the, the COVID numbers are and things like that, if they're going up, then they're probably going to yeah, like shelf it again, push it back. Maybe they won't even be able to open theaters in general, you know, let alone the yeah. movie. But hopefully... So that, yes, that, that's the last bit of my news. I, I mean, nice. uh, pretty short for me this week, but um, yeah. I think who's next? Uh, I, got, I got some news for... Uh, for Wes here, I got that uh, the new Halloween Kills is it isn't going to star Laurie Strode as the main character, which I think is pretty cool since she's almost basically re- retiring. I guess it would be a good take for a new direction. What you think about that, uh, uh, Wes? Um, so you're saying this next one that's coming out uh, in 2021, so Laurie Strode won't be the main, like the main, uh, the lead. Yeah, she won't be the main focus. She could, it'll probably, I, I'm, I'm guessing they'll use her as probably the last strings for her story, maybe. I'm not sure if that's leading to anything, but, um, you know, it, it, it could be it could be good because that means we will get more Halloween, obviously. And it could lead to like a future, like the, the future of like of something new that they're trying to do. I think it'd be good. Perhaps, perhaps. I'm gonna stay quiet on that one because I'm not sure what how I like. And then, and then uh, a little side note, bit of news that I heard in this one that now that he's he's back again, this expands beyond just them. It, it's gonna put the whole like the people of Haddonfield are gonna be against Michael. This is probably why his death count's gonna be so high in this one. Like people are probably gonna actually go for him and. You're gonna just see bloodbaths of him slaying them all, probably. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. They, <laughs> so what they're doing is like a legacy thing where they're bringing a bunch of characters from the original Halloween and uh, oh, like that that we've seen before, like some of the kids that he's affected and people like the sheriff and a bunch of people that we're familiar with are coming back basically to face off and try to like rise up against them. So that'll bring you a kind of different feel to. Uh, to what we've uh, we saw in 2018, I think. 
James? I think I think uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, to me at least, in the last Halloween uh, that came out two years ago, um, I feel like she wasn't so much a a main character anymore. She was kind of like a supporting. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and they kind of introducing her daughter and then her granddaughters. I feel like her granddaughter is going to end up taking that place. Um, yeah, kind of like a like a like a subtle passing of the, the torch, torch. Or whatever, yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's, it's basically about the um, the the effect that trauma has on an entire family, like a family tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah, family unit. Yeah. You know, not just Lori, and mm-hmm. uh, and I feel like Lori kind of gets lucky with what happens in the first one in a way you know what i mean where Mike, michael wasn't even necessarily going coming after her she just kind of stepped in his way again you know what i mean yeah right yeah he didn't necessarily like i don't believe until he saw her he didn't remember her like he didn't come he was just saw he's just a he's a this like free spirit that just fucking fucks shit up goes, anybody just, in his way where the wind takes him pretty much <laughs> pretty much <laughs> Right. What's that, uh, Katy? That Katy Perry song? Have you ever felt like a a plastic bag floating through the wind? <laughs> <laughs> that's his. That's what. He, that's what he hears when he's just walking around. <laughs> that sound. <laughs> yeah. Like Katy Perry song. That's what it is. That's funny. That's why he's so angry. Relating K- Katy Perry to Michael Myers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, my next bit of news is uh, I heard they just canceled a a connection prequel to the to the Shining, and that's that's crazy news because I just saw Doctor Sleep and that was a very good sequel, and I just barely saw it. Like I'm a little late on it, but I thought it was really good. Like take on them focusing on the the, the Shining itself. So yeah, the I, ability, I, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of like strange that they would just cancel it. I don't. Maybe they're just planning to do it later because of all what's going on. I don't know. Hmm. The the are you, are you talking about? Were they supposed to have some? Oh, was it like the Overlook or something? Oh yeah, I forgot about that. The Overlook Hotel. Yeah, they're they're gonna do like a prequel for that. So I don't know. So that's also canceled. I don't know. Maybe it's because because of the COVID. They don't want to mm. like, it or something. It's all okay. in order or something. I don't know. Um, and that's it for my news, so I'm gonna pass I'm gonna pass it on to the next guy. Nice. Uh, Diego, take it away. Oh, so I have some Jurassic World news. Uh, so this past couple of uh, weeks we've actually heard a lot from uh, Colin Trevorrow, who is the director of Jurassic World Dominion. Uh, and he stated that they're gonna have more practical uh, effects in this movie than the previous two so we're going to actually have a little bit more dinosaurs like uh, on set like they did in uh, Battle of Big Rock I don't know if you guys have seen it on YouTube uh, but it's a great it's a great it's a great little clip if you guys want to go see it uh, but I'm excited for this I'm excited that they're using more practical effects I know they use more uh, during Jurassic yeah, like, Park like the original right yeah, Jurassic Park and, and Jurassic Park, um, uh, the effects in that still hold up to this day. Oh, yeah. So, and uh, they actually, some, um, I love Jurassic World, but they still hold up better than Jurassic World. I'll, I'll say that much. And I love Colin, uh, Colin Trebarro and stuff, but 
Yeah, so I'm excited for that. And also, uh, we got a, a trailer for uh, the Netflix series for Jurassic World called uh, Camp Cretaceous, which is an animated uh, series that's going to take part during uh, the first Jurassic Park movie, the first Jurassic World movie. And it's going to drop uh, September 18th, if I believe. Okay, nice. Is it going to be like... Like anime, or is it going to be like yeah. Star Wars? Yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, um, it's going to be computerized uh, animation. Oh, okay. okay. So oh, like, a, like CGI. Nice. Yeah, like CGI. It's going to be pretty nice. I uh, I saw the the trailer for it earlier, and it was pretty nice. I think they dropped it today. Uh, so that was like that was that was pretty cool, man. I mean, I love what they with uh, the. They reinvigorated this this uh, dying brand because I felt like Jurassic mm-hmm. Park Three was just like one of those things where it's just like oh, like everybody saw this tainted uh, property and nobody wanted to take a part of it. And and Colin Trevorrow, I felt was the right guy to put in charge of this project. And I mean, he did he did the story for uh, Rise of, Rise of the Skywalker. So I mean he's he's no I mean I love I love Rise of Skywalker and the story that he he uh, wrote was pretty nice and a good send off for uh, the star the star at least the Skywalker but yeah but yeah and then also I wanted to talk about uh, a couple of trailers a couple of gaming trailers that dropped uh, this week or last couple of days uh, the UFC four eight. Uh, EA Sports dropped a UFC 4 uh, trailer that's going to feature on the pre-order. It's going to feature as Anthony Joshua and uh, uh, Tyson Fury as playable characters. Nice. So if you guys like uh, the mixed martial arts uh, and you like the UFC, you should definitely pre-order this. It's going to be a little bit more realistic from what I've heard. Uh, they're going to have new submission uh, mechanisms and also more fighting like uh, realistic mechanisms in this one so I'm excited for it I know I know Wesley <laughs> Wesley is excited for this too uh, so yeah thank you and then and also on top of that we also got the uh, for all those soccer from my soccer people out there we got the uh, FIFA 2021 uh, trailer dropping uh, dropped this week and which features Mbappe, uh, Kylian Mbappe in the cover, and which is actually going to feature a lot more realistic uh, uh, manager, um, sorry, <laughs> manager career mode. So uh, for most of the people that uh, play FIFA, uh, you know that um, there's a lot of features that we're missing, and I know uh, FIFA 20 was not the ideal uh, game that we that we got because it was broken. There was a lot of glitches in there and they patched it, I think, three or four times with updates. And so with this one, I feel like it's going to be great, especially if you're being a manager because now you could, um, you could trade or um, you can loan off a, a player and you have the option of buying him or, or trading him back. And you have the actual people trading players between you. And it's going to be great. I feel like this is what I wanted. And uh, a lot of special features you can read on 
uh, if you guys want to message me, I'll send you the link to uh, the articles and stuff that I've been reading about this. So, yeah. And that's all my bit of news. I know I was rushing through it. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I want to get everybody's news. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. All right. I have a few uh, pieces for you guys, if you're ready. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> First, I wanted to say a uh, happy belated birthday to Donnie Yen, a.k.a. Ip Man. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. to uh, Regis Philbin and John Saxon, who passed away yeah. uh, both over the weekend, sadly. Um, moving on. AMC and Universal have struck up a deal where Universal will now be able to run a film for a shorter time, aka three weekends, before dropping it digitally. AMC will also get a cut of the profits with uh, from the digital uh, sales as well. To me, that's so crazy. Um, I, I guess before it was it had to run uh, its theatrical run would be ninety days minimum before they could pull. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting, but I think it's probably a good, uh, good idea, especially AMC obviously has gotten, you know, they have their hands in the, in the digital sales too. So they're not necessarily losing anything. Right. So what does that mean for movies, uh, universal movies that are playing not with AMC? I mean, they're losing out that essentially that means they're losing out on, on viewers going to the theaters, right? Um. Oh, so you're saying like, what about if I when we go to see it at Grossmont, which is re- yeah. like Reading, and and then so you're saying because they're gonna pull it early, and then that, so those, are they those, are they are they pulling they're pulling the movie completely from theaters after 20 days, or they're playing it in theaters and also playing it on. I think that's uh, what it. VOD. I think that what it. It's what it. That's what it means is they have the ability to either pull it or keep it and release it digitally. So I mean, in a. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No In a way, yeah, you're right. It could hurt other theaters' chances of people going to see it uh, rather than downloading it at home. Or, but, I mean, right. but I mean, with piracy, you already have that issue. That's an old issue in a way too you know yeah. what I mean um, it's really whether or not the person likes the movie enough to go see it in in that um, how do you say in that format and on the big environment yeah. yeah so I don't know that's crazy though yeah 
At least they're not like shunning uh, Universal completely like they were a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Moving into some A24 news, uh, they are dropping a hardbound version of Ari Aster's official screenplay for Hereditary. Uh, it'll be available for $60 exclusively through the A24 online shop. They also have a handful of other uh, popular A24 screenplays. Um, some of the titles include Moonlight, The Witch, and Ex Machina. Nice. Wow. Yeah, so if you guys are into screenplays, I highly recommend uh, picking up screenplays if you're interested in writing for film or television because they are uh, a very useful tool as far as um, looking at format proper format and uh, ideas idea wise Um, Terrifier 2 uh, the teaser dropped recently and um, as you could expect it looks vicious and crazy and fun I haven't seen the first one yet. I think it's available yeah, uh, on on Netflix, and I would definitely mm-hmm. I would tell you guys to check it out. It's pretty brutal, um, so I, I wouldn't recommend having Jordan around, James. <laughs> uh-huh. so, <clears throat> take with that what you will, you know, at your own discretion. But yeah, Terrifier is pretty pretty wild, pretty terrifying. Hint hint. Uh, Unintended. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> too. It's the same director, and uh, it's the trailer looks pretty authentic to what the uh, the original tone was. So, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, I don't. I think it's maybe gonna come out next uh, next Halloween. It's pushed back. Okay. So yeah. Um, also, some really big and unfortunate news. But we all probably knew it was coming, but it's still a bummer to hear it officially. Uh, for the first time in 30 years, Halloween Horror Nights will not be happening in 2020. Wow. Yeah, that's, yeah, that sucks. I read, I read that. Yeah. It's a shame. Not much to say about that, except for just, you know, sad. Um, moving on, A Quiet Place 2 which was one of the first major motion pictures to be affected by COVID, has been pushed back even further to April 23rd. Oh, yeah. April 23rd, 2021. Wow. God. Holy shit. I was, I was really hoping to see that one, too. Yeah. It sucks. Um, people, people ain't really with the just letting it stream, you know? No, especially when they know they can get so much money out of the theaters if if they were able to be open. Especially something like that, like people want to go see it, you know. Yeah, they know people want to see it. <clears throat> In my last bit of news, it's also some unfortunate pushback. Uh, Guillermo del Toro and Scott Cooper's highly anticipated film Antlers has also been pushed back to February nineteenth, twenty twenty one. I'm very excited for this, so it's a bummer, but, I mean, these movies will be worth the wait, and uh, as long as we're not thinking about it too much, I feel like the time is going to fly by, and we're going to be here doing the show, talking about how they're about to come out, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I just read into Antlers, dude. I just saw some... I was going to have some news on it, but I I didn't really get into it, but I was going to say, like, it's going to go into the, the Wendigo mythological speaker, right? Ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I heard. So hopefully that that's sick because the Wendigo's in Fallout seventy six in uh, West Virginia. So I wonder what 
I wonder where they're going to take this one's place and how they're going to do this one in uh, Gabriel Del Toro's universe. That's also that's also a big monster in the Until Dawn uh, video game. If yeah, you guys right. Are familiar. They get they get haunted by it, right? Yeah, it's a that's a great video game, dude. It's also in Supernatural. It goes to show like people probably believe in the Wendigo, man. <laughs> um. Cool. Uh, are you guys ready to hop into some recommendations? Oh yeah. Tell everybody what uh, what we've been watching. Let's do it. And now it's time for the weekly recommendations. All right, now we circle back uh, around to you, James, again. All right. Um, so my one rec for the week is uh, is gamer. I just watched it because it's on HBO Max. Um, I was able to to pull that up and, and watch that a few times, actually, uh, within the last week and a half. Um, it's a very fun, crazy, action-packed, uh, futuristic movie. Uh, in the not, not so uh, distant future. Um, yeah, check it out. It's a pretty, pretty good movie. Gerard Butler. Um, Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall, yeah, he's great in this. They're both great in that. I think this is one of the uh, one of the better uh, Gerard Butler movies that uh, we have so that he has in his filmography. Yeah, I would agree. But, uh, I would agree. Yes, check that. Check that out. Very fun. Um, and uh, you know, I'll go ahead and do another one since I'm already I'm here. It's <laughs> uh, another Gerard Butler movie. I was actually. Uh, uh, Den of Thieves, because I, I was talking to, to Wes about this movie. Um, I haven't watched it recently, but um, I watched it probably about a month ago. Um, definitely, a, definitely another one of his uh, his top movies, and it's a huge ensemble cast. Um, so definitely check that one out. That that one out as well. Uh, it's uh, it's really entertaining, and uh, it's a good heist movie. Yeah, it definitely is. Sure. Should have been. Uh, so, he, 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 they should like do that style for like GTA or something. The next. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Also, Den of Thieves is on Netflix. For anybody out there who hasn't seen it or is unaware of that, yeah. check it. Check it out on Netflix. Uh, solid, solid film. Very surprising. Yes. Netflix has been putting some good stuff dude. They have to. They have to with HBO Max and all of these streaming services. They gotta up their game. You know. Yeah. For sure, stay relevant. Yeah, those are my two. Nice. I guess I'll go next. Uh, I got one related to to uh, basically Donnie Yen. Basically, it's, it's for his birthday. I, I just watched uh, It Man Three. Um, I like this one. It was pretty good. It goes into like he's getting older and crime in Hong Kong is not getting any like better. So you get to see him go against our our man Mike Tyson, dude. It was pretty cool. So. Um, that's one of my wrecks, and my second wreck is a horror film, horror suspense, fucking crazy. Is the the curse of Deborah Logan, dude? It was freaking nuts. So uh, I highly recommend that one if you get like like weird feelings for that stuff, like exorcisms and, and curses and freaking. Uh, what's what's the problem that she has? Freaking uh, uh, dementia or Alzheimer's? Yeah, dementia, Alzheimer's. Yeah, if you have problems with people like that and you're not comfortable with it, this is not the movie for you. But yeah, that that movie was insane, dude. Yeah, <laughs> and it's, it, has, it, it actually not to cut you off, but it really succeeds in like actually being scary. Like it's really a fucked up movie, dude. 
Yeah, dude. I, when I the I always just felt cringe, dude. Like at certain parts, <laughs> yeah. my, my the, the crawls up my skin, dude. I felt like like little spikes through my arms and shit at certain parts, parts, dude. You know, so highly check that one out. If no one's seen it yet, so we might have to do that for uh, for a Halloween special. You know, you never know. Hell yeah, I'm down. That has it has a lot to talk about. I personally think. Yeah, definitely. And I'll pass it on again. Diego. Okay, so I have uh, two this week. Uh, one is the uh, Neon Demon Ooh. on oh. on on uh, on Prime. Uh, it's it's a it's for it's usually it's usually weird when I you know you you know me guys it's usually <laughs> weird when I recommend a horror movie yeah yeah. <laughs> But uh, it's very artistic, and it doesn't feel like a horror movie, but it is. Mm-hmm. It sounds rad, dude. <laughs> you, know, you know who did that one, or did you realize who did it? Uh, I, I I can't pronounce his name. <laughs> now, Nicholas Winding Russell. Yeah. 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 Aka the guy who did Drive. He's fucking like I said. Like I've always like in, like I've enjoyed his stuff for a while. And he, his artistic view of uh, filmmaking is very capturing. But see his use of, of uh, neon in this one, hence the neon demon. Neon, uh, Neo are in this too. Yeah, uh, what's his name? Uh, Keanu Reeves is in there. Yes. Uh, who else is in there? Um, uh, Jenna, uh, Jenna Malone. Yeah. It's like a pretty, it's a, like, surprisingly, when I was like, when I got recommended this movie to watch this week, um. Who recommended I was, this? I gotta ask you, who recommended this movie to you? Actually, this other, this other, this painter. Oh, okay. This okay. painter who I went to go photograph. That makes sense. Uh, he was like, hey, have you watched the, the, cause when I was, he's like, he's like, have you ever watched, uh, the, the Neon, the Neon Diamond, or the Neon Demon? I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, oh, he, he, he's like, just watch it, dude. I know you're gonna like it. You're very, like, I know you're into art, art, artsy stuff. So, like, just watch it, dude. He's like, I know you're gonna love it. And surprise, surprise, I did. Um, so I, I, uh, I definitely want to want to uh, wreck this for uh, our October viewing. Because yeah. I think this would be perfect. Hell yeah! To, uh, have it's a really odd and artsy movie, and I I really do think uh, it's something we should we should look into because he really does make this really odd. Um, and then my other one, which I had, was Colors. Nice. If oh. you. Uh, is that a nod to me? Uh, yeah. If you if you guys haven't seen it, it's like uh, one of the few original uh, gangster movies that was um, that really showed what like the gang life here in uh, yeah. in the West Coast and stuff with uh, in especially in East LA with in Compton and stuff like that. It was. Uh, it's, it's insane to go back and watch it because it's, I mean, 
that was like the way of life for a bunch of like people that I grew up with. Yeah. Adults, adults that were around me, like a lot of that stuff, like a lot of people that weren't, that didn't like to be in gangs were pressured into being a gang. And yeah, go, go check it out, man. Sean Penn in this movie is pretty wild. Uh, a reckless Sean Penn. Um, Robert Duvall. So yeah, Robert Duvall. Don, Don uh, Don <laughs> This was actually one of his first roles, right? Besides, uh, uh, I forgot what other movie. Um, this was like one of his first uh, first role, first movie roles, and it's pretty it's pretty surreal. Once like a lot of the actors that are in this movie are like some some of them went on to being like big big movie stars, you know. Yeah, and it's, and it's kind of, it's kind of surreal. So uh, go check them out. I know both of these movies. Are, I know Colors is on Prime right now too. So uh, if you guys have Prime, please go watch uh, Colors and the Neon Demon. Thanks. Very nice, nice. Yeah. So just last night, we're recording this on was it Tuesday Tuesday evening? Mm-hmm. Yesterday, um, I uh, I watched Dave Franco's. Um, directorial debut it's a little uh, horror thriller called The Rental um, starring Alison Brie of uh, Glow uh, Scream 4 she's been in a bunch of stuff actually Jeremy Allen White uh, Dan Stevens your boy James yeah and Sheila Vand um, holy shit man this movie surpasses like it surpassed all of my expectations dude uh, I already love IFC. IFC helped produce this. Um, it definitely has that that indie thriller vibe. Um, super original. Uh, I really can't tell you much about the plot um, outside of basically it's um, this uh, these two writers, uh, a man and a woman. They're they're partners, uh, business partners, and they bring. Um, their their significant others uh to this vacation home basically an airbnb and uh shit doesn't go uh, exactly as as they planned it to i'll put it at that and uh high, super twisted uh incredible psychological thriller um like i said in my uh in my story last night like shout out to fucking dave franco because i think he really did find his calling uh i can't wait to see what the guy does next highly recommend you guys all on the show and at home check out this movie give it your money the rental very fun very scary um it's 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 gonna do for airbnbs possibly like like what jaws did for going to the beach you know it's yeah uh, there's something there that just really strikes a nerve and it's very uh unique and and uh, creative you know and that's what uh it's really hard in the horror genre to do something new that's not an existing franchise and they've started something that could potentially go on further so uh check this out the rental amazing stuff is it streaming anywhere sir uh, not for free. It's a brand new. It's one. Of, it's a film that uh, <clears throat> it's just come out. So you're gonna probably pay if you value my word at all. Drop uh, drop some money. Give this give this some money. You know. Nice. And then my ne- uh, my next one is a a <clears throat> '70s classic, Stanley Kubrick classic, A Clockwork Orange. Nice. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Nice. Starring the great uh, Malcolm McDowell. Um, if you haven't seen this film, what have, where have, what have you been doing with your life? <laughs> you need to you need to have seen this at least once. Uh, it is definitely a hard pill to swallow, um, but if you uh, if you can if you can appreciate uh, outstanding filmmaking, um, check it out. Very wild stuff. A Clark recording. Well, well, to me, one of the best directors of all time. And now for the movie focus of the week. All right, this week we're talking about Kung Fu Hustle for uh, our um, our local DJ Anaris. The film came out in uh, 2004. It's rated R. It's an action comedy. It's one hour and 39 minutes, and it's got a smooth and well-deserved 90 on Rotten. It's directed by Steve, yeah. Stephen Cho, uh, starring Stephen Cho, Danny Chan, Yin Hua, Yoon Kui, and Eva Hong. The story itself is set in 1940 Shanghai, where a powerful group known only as the Axe Gang rules the wealthy territories while the slums are left to rot in peace. However, when Bone and Singh arrive in the Pigsty Alley, falsely claiming to be Axe members, they accidentally set off a war between the gang and group of retired Kung Fu masters hidden within the neighborhood. The film itself is bursting with originality from its mixture of traditional Chinese music, silly slapstick comedy, intentionally cartoony CGI, and incredible fight choreography. It's extremely hard to be to not be sucked into this parallel world of craziness. Kung Fu Hustle was first released on December 23rd, 2004 in China, and then on uh, January 25th in the U.S. The film also ranks on the list of highest grossing foreign films in the US. With a budget of $20 million, it went on to gross well over $100 million uh, internationally. The film was the product of its director, Stephen Cho, after being approached by Columbia Pictures Asia upon his uh, prior success, 2001's Shaolin Soccer. Resurrecting many retired actors from the Hong Kong martial arts cinema scene, Stephen and the film are often credited for revitalizing the martial arts genre we all know and love. Thank you. Nice. Very beautiful. <laughs> so, uh, Anaris, why, uh, what made you pick this as the uh, main focus, and what does this film mean to you? I, I, it seems like you love it a lot. I want to know. Let's pick your brain yeah, and find out why. I love Kung Fu. I love how many of us, like, personally watch mixed martial arts, martial arts in general. We're interested in always watching stuff like this. And I like this movie because it's a good film for its comedic dark tones, um, nice symbolisms for me. And it's two of my favorite films from Stephen Chow next to Journey to the West, to the 2014 one. And... I like it because it has a good twist of Tarantino style with Bugs Bunny and Roadrunner and like some Hidden Dragon stuff. So slash Matrix too, and some certain scenes. And uh, and personally, it's very over the top, but it's a movie that works. You know what I mean? So that's why I chose this film. It's very good, and I'm su- I'm not surprised that it doesn't. It has its ninety percent on Rotten. So <laughs> so. Yeah, dude, that's why I chose this film. It's very nice, too. And it 
it had its style i forgot the word um in the chinese language but it the style is called nonsense that's what they call it so that's why it's like uh, filmed in this way and in this weird comedic tone so it, it's a really good film nice. i'd be surprised if people haven't watched this one yet <laughs> they have they, they'll instantly love it i'm pretty sure I've never met one person that's never not like this movie. <laughs> so it's like, uh, what'd you guys think of the film, personally? Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> I go. <goggle>. <laughs> <laughs> um... I've only seen this this movie one time before, and I think I was probably uh, a f- freshman or sophomore in high school when I watched it. Um, and then rewatching it again now, it uh, definitely holds up. I remember I remember uh, a lot of scenes before I rewatched it, um, just scenes that like stuck out to me. And then rewatching it again, and it was just uh, it was just as entertaining as it was back then. And it still is now. Um, one of the the, the just the, the comedic, like the slapstick type of um, uh, you know scenes that are kind of in between fighting scenes or or even during fighting scenes that uh, they throw in for like you know a couple of seconds. It's just it definitely it's definitely to me it's a it's a one of a kind um, kung fu movie and. Um, like you said, I thought that was pretty interesting that they kind of resurrected a bunch of careers for um, retired uh, martial artists and, and stuff like that. So then, and because I was watching the movie and and the scene where the three, uh, what is it, the the tailor, the, um, uh, the the two other guys, and they're both, you know, the the two guys are old, and the other guy's in pretty, you know, he's in pretty good shape. He's probably yeah. like in his mid twenties, late twenties. And I'm just like, wow, these old guys are keeping up, and they they're doing their own stunts, and they look like they look good doing it. They don't look like they're old and, and you know tired. Um, I thought that was pretty interesting, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I also picked this movie because I wanted to, to challenge the podcast to do a movie that wasn't in English. So that's just why I also picked it. So this this will test our our limits. You know what I mean? So. Yeah, this is why. And yes, it's one of those movies where you have to watch it because if you don't, and unless you speak, you know, Chinese. They speak, they're speaking Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. Ma- Mandarin. Mandarin. Unless you speak Mandarin, um, you'd be lost. So, and I really did like the. Um, I don't know if the who who composed this, uh, this like the the soundtrack, but um, Raymond Wong. Okay, I feel like he, he pulled a lot from, like you said, uh, uh, Quentin Tarantino, and then um, some scenes, uh, the music playing in the background reminded me of The Matrix, like you said, which was crazy. Um, but yeah, that was really it was really fun to watch this one and, and kind of uh, relive that that time uh, when I did watch it. Yeah, what do you think about it, Diego? It's... It's funny because this is like one of those movies where um, 
I accidentally uh, was not expecting to watch not 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 through the podcast but back when I first watched it um, actually they uh, I went to Hollywood video if you can believe that and um, and they gave me the wrong movie <laughs> so, what are you trying to get uh, uh, I think I don't, I don't even know what I was trying to get I think I was trying to get like a like a Van Wilder sequel like uh, uh, something I forgot what it, what it was but, but I think it was that and they gave me this one and I was like I remember my girlfriend and I at the time were just like what the fuck is this but but me and her we were so into watching very very v, B-side movies or foreign movies that we were like oh well let's just watch it and we both were like holy fuck this is fucking this is like nuts and I know she's she she's not a fan of of, uh, of kung fu movies and stuff like that but she enjoyed it and I wasn't like I, I haven't seen a kung fu movie since uh, Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon so it was a really good refreshing and I think this was like the boom period for uh, these type of Asian movies to be coming out you know besides like uh, like almost like three or four years ago with uh, with uh, One Punch Man um, coming out and everything, uh, which is a resurgence. And now with uh, Parasite and uh, being and Snow uh, Snowpiercer and stuff like that, like being more more profound in in America, uh, it's definitely ahead of its time, and it really transcended like uh, language barriers. You know, there's only yeah. certain film there's only certain films in the world that transcend um, language barriers, you know? It's only selective few. Um, and I think this one really was per- is perfectly fitted to introduce uh, people maybe that weren't even interested in Kung Fu movies to kind of go check out a lot of the stuff that they were missing on, you know? Because yeah. um, what a lot of people don't know is that really like a lot of a lot of um, Asian movies were influ- were uh, were really profitable back in like the sixties and the seventies, you know, especially with Bruce Lee being around. Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of hints of to Bruce Lee in this movie too. So, and I just I I, I just wanted to say this movie is just like so hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing when I was watching it earlier. Um, and it just uh, it just made me it, 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 after after. Uh, after like all the stuff we've been watching like intense movies and stuff like this was definitely like a fresh breath of air yeah like having something critical like this, I, this movie is it, it is intense but like you just don't feel that way you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> yeah so more lighthearted. yeah that's, that's why i was like let's go to something in between you know so this time on my pick so and that was very, very nice you said Diego what about Wes what does what, what Wes have to say about the Kung Fu Hustle um, so I'm a big fan of martial arts in general and I'm not, I'm never uh, I'm never not down to watch the film you know I, I love foreign films I feel like they 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 tend to have some of the best or tell some of the best stories in the world you know uh, and I feel like a lot of people who are too, uh, not to put anybody on blast, but a lot of people are lazy to read 
uh, film, yeah. films and then they won't watch them and, and that's a shame because there's so much um, storytelling that's kind of missed out by Americans that is uh, solid and, and this is a big uh, a great example of one of them and um, and, I, and I love it I've seen, I saw it uh, once uh, just like James one time only so this is my second viewing and uh, I had forgotten a great deal of, uh, of the story and it was uh it's amazing and it it totally keeps you on your toes and uh you just don't know what's coming next because it just has no it's like has virtually no limits and (laughs) it it will go anywhere it fucking wants and you can totally feel um feel that in its tone and it's that right there that um like its willingness to be unafraid to do all of this stuff is just so uh, weird and quirky, and 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 the fact that it was able to establish that tone for for the entire way through is uh, such an accomplishment. And this movie's so fun, and I'm gl- thank you for for picking it as a main focus. Uh, for anybody out there who hasn't seen it and may be listening to this, it is on Netflix. So you can watch it um, essentially for free if you're interested. Um, hopefully, you, you've already seen it and you're listening to to hear what we have to say about hopefully it. Hopefully, so right. <laughs> we can only hope. Yeah, but it's it's pretty hard to even spoil this one. There's so much that happens throughout it. Um. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Throughout the film, yeah, there's this. It's just ongoing like back to back things happen you know what I mean there's no it's it's never to me it's never not slow yeah. and when it's slow they obviously have a hint of symbolism or something like uh, toward like what's happening in their surroundings you know so like 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 there was a slow point where uh, I thought it was a really good little symbolism part where the the guys basically get told by the crazy 88 to go I don't, maybe it might be spoiling the movie, but to go kill somebody, but, and they get off and then they start looking at this nerdy businessman and they're like, look at him, they're a bunch of nobodies, but they're the ones like earning like high money and he's the one, um, like with bummy clothes on, sitting on the ground next to a bunch of other people, you know what I mean? Like, so that was a crazy symbolism. Like, he's basically a bum telling other people that they're bums. Like, if, especially since it's not in English, it'd be hard to, like, think, like, say that or, like, see that in the movie. You know what I mean? Like, so that, that was a good little hint of symbolism. Uh, I like the, I do, the fighting scenes are intense in this movie. We could talk about that for days, probably. <laughs> yeah. I like the, the axe, um, what are they, the, the axe gang, uh, the leader, how he does it. Yeah. In the beginning, when you first see him, he does little his little dance towards the, um, Towards the guys, yeah. Towards those to that gang. What a solid, a, solid opening, dude. Yeah. Oh man. Um, and then there's the scene where I forget the main character's name, but he's he's still on. Same. Yeah, he's still he's still on that quest to to finally kill somebody because you know they, they told him to kill somebody and he'll be a part yeah. of the a part of the gang. And um, he goes back to the town and he sees the landlord, a landlady. Uh, yelling at all the people and then he gets his his knife and he throws it and it bounces and then it hits him he hits himself and then he does yeah. it again and then he hits himself again <laughs> and then he's like he's like okay i'm tired i'm tired here and he gives a knife to his friend he's like you do it and then he goes back and he and he stabs him in the yard and he throws the handle 
And then, oh, the, that whole scene. I remember when that happened. When he first threw the dagger, I had forgot about that scene. When and it, it bounced back. And it goes back into his arm. And he's like, oh. <laughs> that, that just, I started laughing so loud. Yeah. And it was like, hilarious. He was like, do it again, but go closer next time. Like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when Bone Bone throws the, the knife and he, he actually hits the landlady, but it's only the handle. Yeah. And she it's looks all confused. Handle. And she's like, who's throwing handles? <laughs> <laughs> I like when he, he pulls the knife out of um, out of his buddy, and he's because he's like, oh, like it's in, it's I stab him or you stab me or whatever, and then he pulls the knife and he's like, oh, don't pull it out, and then he puts it back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the comedy in this is gold, dude. Yeah, so good. I like the my my I like the freaking when they like the, the, the tone of the movie like drastically changes for me when they start introducing the beast dude like <laughs> like mm-hmm. you just you just feel like the atmosphere change in the movie like you just know like this like this guy probably is no joke like this there's a reason why he's the number one I love the I, like I the, love the <laughs> go ahead no sorry go ahead I was gonna say I like in the uh, in kung fu like movies like these they always have people in a like order like there's a pecking order like the big, big bad boss at the end yeah dude yeah. And, and, you know when you always start from the bottom and you go from the top like sort of like Mortal Kombat so mm-hmm. so that's cool dude and the beast is probably one of my favorite characters dude when they introduced him I was like no fucking way this guy is gonna work all these dudes after you've seen what they've done like you know what I mean so right and then when you see his, him in action it's like holy shit and it definitely they turn on the matrix during yeah. his scenes <laughs> so yeah if, if you guys had to pick a favorite character what would it be in this like I, to me the beast is one of mine I like the um the landlord the landlady's uh husband yeah yeah he's, he's just the when, land, when land, he, uh, landlord I think his style is sick yeah. he's all like wobbly and shit no one he's kind of reminded me of like kind of like a like a drunken monkey style or whatever yeah, he's like a drunken landlord. <laughs> yeah, with a crazy wife. Yeah, and then um, the other scene that I liked was the I guess paying homage to uh, the Shining uh, when when they go to find uh, oh, the yeah. beast, yeah. and you see the blood, you see the the, the door open, all the blood kind of uh, like the elevator scene where the blood kind of you know falls out of the, yeah. of the room. And I was like, wait, I, I, I didn't remember that scene until uh, watching it again. And I was like, wow, that's crazy that, they're, they, did, that they did that. All that work for the, like 10 seconds of footage <laughs> that didn't even <laughs> really like go yeah, anywhere. Right. <laughs> but they didn't, they didn't match with their, they didn't like match or anything with the theme. Yeah, they were just like, let's do this as a hallucination for like 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would have to say favorite character. I really liked uh, Brother Sum, the leader of uh, the Axe King. I thought he was great throughout. Yeah, very Played fun. a good scumbag, huh? Yeah, and he's beating up his like accountant or whatever. He's like, get out of the way! I can't see. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and also uh, the the tailor who is just called uh, the tailor um, with his fucking yeah. his his awesome uh, rings that he like his that was his power. They, they call him the Iron Fist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah, he was. That guy was sick, for sure. He had thick, solid posture. Like, he is he a real? I wonder if he if it, if it's a smart fact, but is he a real kung fu master or like he's like a real? Uh, I believe he was. We one know of that the, he was one of the yeah. uh, in like an older actor that they got. 
Uh, so he's big in Hong Kong. I, I, I always like that in uh, Kung Fu movies. They're down to bring back the old school people for new style type movies. Mm-hmm. Even though this movie was 2003, uh, it's 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 this movie could still be new. Dude. Like I don't know, they have. They, I don't think they've done anything like this since. If anything, everything has like darker, just dark tones and fighting. Mm-hmm. Or this one, is, those are more serious. Yeah. Well, I like I like the I like the fact that the um, the Taylor guy that he was they're hinting or they're hinting that he was gay, right? Yeah, they and he was a few times. Yeah, and he was like, <laughs> and he was, and to me that seems really like forward thinking, and in terms of um, uh, like that time in two thousand three or two thousand four. Yeah, for changing culture to to yeah, making fun of that. Yeah, and then you showed him like being a badass still, like oh yeah, he's he's gay, but he's still like kicking ass. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, which, which which you know was, to me I was like, wow, that's crazy that this was in two thousand three, and I don't think I I don't think I caught onto that when I was when I watched it the first time. You first watched it, yeah. There's a lot yeah. of things that I like. I just see like I'm like, wow, dude. There's so much things you can talk about. When if we watched it again, we'll be like, oh, did you guys notice this this time? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, it's definitely a good film. I like the. I like the, the the dudes the the second the second killers dude the ones that use music to their advantage to fight oh, yeah. that was sick yeah that was really cool a lot of this reminded me of like it's it, it to me the the way they filmed this was like if you were to to watch an anime yeah any type of anime like Naruto or whatever and be like okay let's turn this into a movie but real like real life yeah and that's and that's what you get from this movie it's like turning those animes into uh, reality basically it would basically be the first live action Naruto <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that would be sick if they actually would do, do that but yeah these were the first this was the first for me to recognize something like this you know so Let's talk about that uh, the subplot that I feel like is probably overlooked uh, with um, the love interest. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, overlooked. Fong and uh, Fong and, and Sing. Yeah, and Sing when they're when they're kids and he's like trying to learn uh, kung, kung Buddhist fu. Bomb. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Buddhist bomb, and uh, and then he gets he tries to save this this girl and she's mute. Um, I guess this group of uh, hoodlums kids are trying to steal the, her lollipop right yeah and kind of steps to them and they they beat him up and pee on him and humiliate him but then uh, i think that's when he realizes that he was kind of taken advantage of from that homeless guy who, who sold him the the pamphlet uh-huh yeah it, the, the whole movie was like basically he tried to do right from the beginning but he just saw like it was doing nothing for him and he just said like Basically, I'm gonna try be to be a bad guy. Bad guys. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. That's a good little bit of like symbolism toward like, because eventually, not to ruin the movie, but he becomes the ultimate. Like he becomes reborn. Like yeah, he, he comes out of his uh, his uh, what hibernation or whatever. And we don't even know like between the relationship if they. Uh, they they've never really fully met only that one time, right? They never like hung out, did anything. But like, she she um she approaches him and then he like pushes her away. Remember she <laughs> when he slaps the lollipop out of her hands. Yeah. yeah. So it was more of like fate more than they were meant. Like you know, it was like 
it was all fate. <laughs> he realized it, it's uh, true potential. Yeah, and he was, and it, it's not like he didn't have it in him. Like uh, he was practicing, like, and he looked really good when he was a kid. He had like good form, and when he threw his palm at like a tree, it started to move, and he smiled. Like he started to believe that he had the the potential all along, but then like he started to just stray away from being good or like just trying to do the right thing. Yeah, that was pretty cool. There's there's a lot of stuff like people probably overlook because all the other stuff is so good, like just the fighting and the comedy. So. That's why why has a high rating, dude. Like, there's just every every little simple touch in the movie was good. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. like they, yeah. these films always have nice touch, dude. Like, they just they hit notes and they hit feelings, and then they get you good with the action too. So it's like you can never go wrong with a good kung fu hustle movie. There's nothing. Uh, there's nothing quite like uh, the exit. Like the way they executed this. There's nothing that's been quite like this since then mm. yeah I would say hey, I, have a, I have a question that's recent so that's very recent were the uh, were the military guys that they um, were from the military base that they break uh, the beast out were those guys supposed to be American I didn't quite uh, the guards you mean I didn't quite catch if they were American I don't think so because I thought I saw one of them with blonde hair I gotta look. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I was just tripping. I don't know. <laughs> it's probably something you notice. Like I'm saying, like or something you notice, like in the movie. Maybe there is an American there or something. Yeah. Remember, this is 1940, where they were like, like kind of like under siege, no, by like yeah. British people, sort of, and a lot of like British people were being generals in like, like China and stuff like that. Like in it, man, they show that a lot. Like a lot, they call them the foreign devils, people that are just manipulating China and using their Chinese them for asset and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that I like the timeline in this too. Like it was pretty cool because they were all taking baths that are like they were all using the same water and stuff. Like yeah. old school smokers, incense smokers, like all that cool shit that they used to have back then was in this movie. That, that um that that one guy who kept on um oh he was the I guess the the barber who cut um who was getting blackmailed yeah he kept on trying he's the guy who kept on trying to step up and like be a hero but he kept on getting his ass kicks yeah he kept getting his ass kicked the whole time that was hilarious but then that that's when the good action starts they say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they freaking killed that fool. They basically broke his back, dude. Like his whole spine. The first guy they they fight, and he gets thrown into a barrel. Yeah, that's when I was like, "Holy shit! This is the this is the type of movie this is gonna be." <laughs> <laughs> I, overall, I've seen it probably this movie like four times max. I could, I probably should have watched it more by now, but I like to treat I like to treat this one special. Like I can't watch it like all the time like that. Like, but like I'm re- I'm right I'm right here watching it. On mute, talking to you guys, so <laughs> it's pretty cool. There you go. Um, we were just talking about Wes that uh, basically the the scene where uh, Singh gets reborn. Basically, he uh, that that how crazy the acting looks like the the crazy eighty eight in that scene. 
when they're like basically at the front door and he's trying to like protect the 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 landlord and the landlady yeah like that that's why i said it it looks like a tarantino film right there because i think it's this film was obviously in production before but it, it came a year after i think kill bill and i was like man did he really get inspiration or like from tarantino or like obviously tarantino's been around for a while both both these guys have so I, I think I, um, I think Tarantino himself is very inspired by like uh, Hong Kong and just martial arts in general. Yeah. So if I had to guess, I would say he was pulling, uh, especially from Volume One. Uh, he was mm-hmm. inspired by stuff that was going on over there. If you catch my drift. Yeah. But uh, I was about to say that. We gotta talk about the landlord and the landlady at the end, towards the end of the movie, they start, like, basically the reason why they don't fight is they had a bad accident with one of their sons, I think. Mm -hmm. Because I guess they got into a crazy fight and their son was part of the the damage and they no longer have him, but towards the end of the movie, they start seeing, they seeing and they say, oh, our our boy would be his age by now. And then they said, "Oh, he could be a lawyer." Like they're seeing, seeing as like their son or something, or something like, like reincarnated. Like, yeah. Right. It like like the, I like the movie. Like I like the the fate, like the fate of the movie. Like the whole the ties, the ties the movie has towards everything. It's super random to me, but it's still so good. Like, <laughs> like. Like you just seen this guy that you were hating on, and now he you think he's your son. It's so I guess a parent would be like mad at their son for th- one of their sons throwing a handle at their face. <laughs> uh, did you guys catch? I don't know uh, uh, if you did or not, but the um, the hints of to me like when when uh, when when Tiny when you brought it up about um, Quentin Tarantino, like the um, the like. The music playing and then they had like the trumpet kind of playing in the background. It reminded me a lot of Kill Bill. I don't know if you heard that that during this one of the scenes towards the end. Mm-hmm. It reminded me a lot of that. So I yeah, they also cool. had like a hit of like Pee Wee Herman, I think, dude. Uh, in one of the scenes as well, if I'm not mistaken, I I, I, I probably should get that and like loop it to show you guys. Like it, it was like an orchestrated Pee Wee Herman like soundtrack. Like, it was pretty nice. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, what am I watching? Is this Pee-wee? Yeah. Oh, Diego, you're back. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I love uh, the style that they filmed in. was very powerful. Uh, I just... It, it, there's, there's something unique about how how filming is done in different in different countries. And it speaks of, like, their culture. Like yeah. you could, like kung fu movies are like very like, uh, um, you know, like animated and stuff like that. Like I heard you guys say about uh, Naruto, and yeah, and it does feel like a Naruto movie. Like it does feel like 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 that kind of animated movie. Um, and it's funny because like from it varies from different regions. Like you could tell like oh, there's certain movies you could tell oh this is like a European movie or this is like a Latin American movie. Being and, and stuff. Yeah, yeah like, where they're taking like, inspiration from. Yeah, and then and then like it's funny because like America, it's like I feel like it takes takes like those elements, like elements from other countries, 
just mix them together because I know you were talking about Kill Bill and how this movie really reminded you of that, especially with the Crazy 88. Yeah. Um, it's so fun. Okay, it, it, it's just like it blends, like everything is blended together, you know, here in the United yeah. States. And I love that, that directors can see stuff from other different um from other different countries and just blend it together make it molded and make it into their own style and I think like I said like like um, like I said in the beginning like this movie kind of inspired all that stuff all those like like old gritty uh, karate movie uh, I mean kung fu movies and stuff you know like Kill Bill like at the time was coming out you know yeah. and all this like cinema cinematography stuff that was like really like dark and gritty but also and, like, and also you could see it in the comedic relief in, in other movies you know so like and again I, re, I reiterate like Kung Fu Kung Fu Hustle is like one of those like pioneer movies that started a whole trend you know like a whole trend that you could see see forming in Hollywood and in different areas you know yeah using choreography and Trying to add a little comedy to movies that are probably so serious in tone. What would uh, what would you guys rate this? Uh, I would say uh, eight and a half. Eight and a half sounds good. Yeah, I'd probably give it an eight. Yeah, it's going to be an eight for me as well. Yeah. All right. Uh, so the film was actually re-released in 3D back in. Uh, 2014 for its 10th anniversary. What? Uh, this was nominated for 16 Hong Kong Film Awards and it won uh, approximately six of those nominations, including Best Picture. Um, famous choreographer Yoon Wu Ping stylized the fight scenes uh, in this film. You might know his work from uh, uh, movies such as The Matrix and. Jet Li's hero, uh, cr- along with Crunching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Nice. So that's why there's all these influences kind of dripping uh, through this one. Uh, it, yeah, I was about to say. I was about to say, probably is all the the dudes in the background probably come from other movies. You know, like the dudes that help make it. Yeah, for sure. Go ahead, bud. The uh, the pigsty alley set and idea was derived from director Stephen Cho's uh, own childhood neighborhood uh, slum. Wow! Yeah. Was it CGI'd or was it an actual home? Like his actual place? No, I think they built this. They built that set. It's a set. Oh shit! Oh yeah, big set. It's a. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. The uh, I guess he he they focused they focused on. Uh, was the pigsty area because that's if you notice that's where m- the majority of the movie takes place yeah it's just in that area pretty much so he wanted to, uh, like uh, to get that correct and I think they I think they killed it to be honest <clears throat> uh, the lead and director of the film Stephen Cho actually taught himself Kung Fu by watching old Bruce Lee films Wow. Dang, that's crazy. That's amazing. So he's a self-taught kung fu practitioner because of Bruce. That's sick. 
I guess when uh, growing up, he actually did start to take kung fu classes, like introductory, and then uh, financially he was. I guess he grew up poor, so he, he had to drop out, and he used yeah. he used movies as a means to uh, continue his uh, his style. His and I believe he 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 chose the uh, the Wing Chun uh, style, which is um, Ip Man. If I'm correct, it's the same style that Ip Man has. Wing Chun. Yeah. One of his first styles, I think. The character Fong, portrayed by Eva Huang, uh, the love interest for Singh, was actually picked out of 8,000 possible auditions. Wow. Jesus. That's a lot of competition. <laughs> yeah, that's a, lot, that's a lot of people to go against. Why 8,000? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I guess a lot of people were interested in that, in that role. And I guess it was. I believe. Uh, I believe uh, Eva. It was her idea to be a mute because she wanted to use. Um, she wanted the challenge to challenge herself to only be able to use uh, expressions to to show, like to portray what was going on with her uh, with yeah. her subplot, which is cool. Okay. The uh, the Buddhist palm uh, style of fighting. Is actually a real Southern Shaolin fighting style. So it's a real, it's an actual real fighting style. Yeah. Yep. That's sick. Yep. Gotta look up YouTube videos on that stuff. You would think it would be made up because of the movie? Yeah. That's what I would think too. Nope. It's real. It's real, guys. You can really be that badass. And <laughs> <laughs> be a Buddha. And my uh, my final swan fact. For this episode, after wondering how to make the leader of the Axe Gang ultra badass, they realized that the uh, the actor Danny Kwan uh, was a professional dancer, which is why they opened the movie with the big dance number. Oh, that's sick! That's, so that's why he was on movie and stuff. Yeah, that's why he was. That looks so good because he's an actual uh, dance choreographer. He dances for a living, and that's why it's that shit is so smooth looking. If I had to relate that to anything, I, uh, I thought that was genius because they took something that's not looked at as masculine at all, kind of in the way that they made um, uh, No Country for Old Men, Anton Chigurh's character, very obscured and weird and like with his haircut and his whole style. Mm -hmm. He's not your yeah. conventional, he's not your conventional villain by any means. And that's why he's so much more. Uh, vicious, and I feel like that's the, what they did here in, in Kung Fu Hustle. The same kind of concept, if that makes sense to you guys. No, yeah, it does. I get it. I'm about to go practice the Buddhist palm right now, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, uh, you guys, uh, you guys pay attention to that feature on most platforms now. They have a a related movie feature, dude. I've been paying attention to that, and I've been seeing some dope films. Like, for my favorite films, like, other films related to it. I don't know if you guys seen that before. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that's very uh, helpful in, in like, opening, broadening your horizons to stuff that you maybe didn't know was out there, you know? Mm -hmm. It's awesome. I, it was a cool feature. I was like, yeah, people, if no one's noticed that, and now I'm telling you to notice that, because it's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> Prime, Prime has it. I think Netflix and Hulu 
have it, and it's just, or maybe not Hulu. I don't know. There might but be they, a that might be a console feature because I don't see it on on. Oh really? On uh, on Xbox? You mean and PS4? Yeah, yeah. Because I know console tend to. I don't know why this is, but they're the flow of their streaming services are different than if you're watching on like Apple TV or chromecast or you know what i mean like optically better or worse better no but in my opinion way smoother yeah like they were built for like for consoles yeah like if i was somebody who didn't like video games i would buy a console just to stream uh media because it's so much better i don't know it's just like you tell people that's why I tell people get a console, dude. This shit's fucking cool. This just does so many things for you. It gets rid of so many things at one time. Like you don't need a DVD player. You don't need like you basically just need a console. You don't need a Chrome stick unless you like streaming one thing, I guess, or whatever. But but this gets rid of so much junk that you don't wouldn't, other other junk you wouldn't need. Just one console mm-hmm. could solve that problem for you. <laughs> like still expensive for most people, but. I, I think it's worth the buy always yeah. especially with the new ones coming out and imagine like all the movies on 4k and all that cool shit damn can't wait dude and I and I heard supposedly that the the Xbox is gonna be like monable like you're gonna be able to upgrade it or some shit something weird like that I'm not too I'm not too familiar right now but that, that if you're gonna be able to upgrade it you can just only probably get better outcomes from that so that's pretty cool one last question uh so, uh, James, where can the, these people find us? <laughs> uh, so, if you're just stumbling upon this podcast, uh, first of all, if you if you've never heard of heard of us, we are Drop the Mic. We are a San Diego based podcast, and uh, if you could please subscribe to us right now on whatever uh, listening platform you're on, um, you can find us on a whole bunch of uh, platforms that do play podcasts whether it's iHeartRadio, uh google podcast apple podcasts um spreaker sodes um a whole bunch of other um uh, platforms that that play a podcast we're on there if you can give us a five stars a a thumbs up a positive review if you have the time also follow us on our instagram uh, it is at drop the mic underscore podcasts where me and Wes are both attached to that thing and uh, we can respond to you we can write back to your comments if you have questions about movies that we've already done or movies that we haven't done yet Uh, we can take requests Um, if you want to be so public and comment on a post you can also DM us and uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we can and hopefully uh, we can help you out if you have any questions or, or or want us to uh, do a movie that we haven't done yet, we can definitely do that. Um, and pass, pass this along to your friends and, and family and coworkers and stuff like that so they can uh, spread the word of this amazing podcast that we have here. Nice. Ooh, thank you. You got, that, you got that advertisement. Like <laughs> That's like our own advertisement in the show. Like You know what I mean? Whose focus is it next week? So glad you asked. I believe it's uh, mine. Right? Yeah. So, I thought long and hard about something to uh, to follow up with this. And uh, I came up with, with something. It's definitely uh, completely different from this focus. Uh, yeah. 2017, The Florida Project. The Florida Project. 
the Willem Dafoe. Uh, basically, <clears throat> it's a film about uh, growing up, kids growing up in an unorthodox uh, home. And for me, that's something that uh, I relate personally to because if you if you guys don't know me personally out there, that's how I grew up, like in a uh, weird living situation for quite a while, quite a few years. So <clears throat> I think this film uh, rings true, and uh, we should talk about it. Has anybody right. has anybody has anybody seen it yet? Or it be I have no, I haven't seen it. I've never even heard of it. Diego. No, no, haven't seen it. A twenty four anywhere? Yeah, it's A twenty four. You guys are gonna love this shit. Oh, it's on. It's on Netflix. Okay, great. Thank you for looking yeah. that up, dude. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I'm excited, dude. I wanna, I wanna see, especially something that uh, that I haven't seen before. It's always like a, uh, an interesting. Uh, an interesting feeling going into something you've never seen. I'm not going to watch the trailer. So I yeah. can go in fresh. Yeah, Wes always got the movies that we've never seen before. You know, I, <laughs> <laughs> I pride myself on that. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be fun, dude. I'm, I can't wait for next episode. For sure. So until next time then, guys. Yeah, I guess we're all right. Done. Go watch uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, go watch Kung Fu Hustle. All right. All right, guys. Thank you. Good night. See you next week. Happy Friday. All right. Good night. Happy Happy Friday. Friday. Bye. Later. Bye.